Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Of last Sunday's message, driven by passion. Driven by passion. I want you to turn to the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. Amen. Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. Amen. And this is uh, the scripture we'll be using for this little two-part mini-series. Amen. To start us off in 2023. And the Word of God says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off. Somebody say, throw off. Everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us be free in 23. Come on. It's not probably on your book. Amen. It's probably not on there. But how many want to be free? Come on. We got to throw off some things in our lives. Amen. God is calling us to throw off these things that hinder us in this walk, amen, that we're in, amen, those things that entangle us, that we can be free in 23. And it goes on to say this, and let us run the race, or let us run with perseverance the race that's marked for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Consider him who endured so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Keep your eye on Jesus. Somebody say, keep your eye on Jesus. You got to keep your eye on Jesus. In 2023, uh, the one thing I, I know that, that, that Sister Elizabeth came and says, I want you to grab a word for yourself. Amen. For some of us, we just need focus. Tell your neighbor, get focused. <laughs> you got to focus. Amen. And so we got to put our eyes on Jesus. Come on. He is the perfecter. He is our everything. Come on. He is, he is our example. He is our, our, our go-to guy. He is uh, the one that we're trying to model after him. And so when we're going through our struggles in this year and we're going to face some struggles, I, I pray that, you know, I, I, I wish I can just say you're going to have a trouble-free 23, but I'd be lying to you. Amen. But, you know, through the course of that, if we keep our eyes focused on Jesus, the perfecter of our faith, amen, then let me tell you, then, then you can endure like he endured. Come on, somebody. Come on, that, that, that way we don't grow weary and that we don't lose heart. Come on, somebody. Troubles wear on us. Come on, somebody. Come on, we can lose some things, amen, if we don't keep our eyes on Jesus. And so it's very important for us that in this race that you and I are running, that our eyes are always on Jesus. Come on. They should not be on a person. They should not be on a man. They should not be on a woman. They should be on your Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He is the only one that can save you. I mean, I can't save you. I'll set an example and I'll try to model the best that I can be for Jesus. So you follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. But Jesus has to be in the picture of it. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. So as we focus on this race that's marked for us in 2023, last week I ministered that what will keep us running towards that finish line that we're running. I mentioned that passion is needed in 23. Amen. Passion will drive us. Passion will fuel us in this race. Passion will keep us focused. Amen. On the finish line. Amen. Passion will keep our eyes on Jesus. 
Passion will cause you, listen, to do things that you would not do on your own. Come on, passion is what keeps me up here behind this pulpit ministering the gospel. Amen. I'm not here on my on my, my own behalf. I'm not here to show off. I'm not here to be something that I ain't. Amen. I'm here because passion puts me behind this pulpit, this pulpit, amen, to minister his gospel. Come on, we have to be driven by passion because without passion, people give up. On anything that you're doing, amen, if you're not passionate about a certain thing that you're doing, about your job, about a sport, about doing something, you will lose heart, you will give up. Come on, somebody. Come on, some of you guys set up some goals, amen, that you're going to start working out in 2023, and you're already stopped. (laughs) You weren't passionate about it, amen. Come on, you're done, amen. You had one workout, you said, that's it, hallelujah. You didn't wake up the next day, amen, and you started eating that donut again. Hallelujah. I'm not here to say anything. I'll work out when I can work out, amen. Otherwise, I will eat a donut when I want to, amen. That's just me, amen. Praise the Lord. But but, but you got to be passionate. Passion will bring you to church. Come on, passion will get you excited about a ministry or teaching our kids or doing anything else. We need passion. If we do not have passion within the church, amen, then we as a people will give up. Last week we learned that God is passionate about us, that he's so passionately in love with you because he first loved us, we now love him. And since passion, church, is the fuel that helps us run in this race. Remember, this fuel is premium. This is premium. This is high octane. Come on, somebody. Come on, we can't run on regular. Come on, I know some of you guys are shopping around Las Vegas. Who has the cheapest gas? Amen. Hallelujah. You, you cannot, you're going to have to pay the price if you want to run this race for Jesus. And so we got to have the high octane gas. We can't even have middle grain. We need the best fuel for this passion. Amen. Come on. We have to cultivate. Uh, come on and find ways to keep this passion alive. Come on. Somebody say, give me the premium. Are you sure you want the premium? You're going to have to pay the price. A high price. Amen. So we got to find ways to cultivate this, church. we got to find ways to cultivate this passion. Passion is needed in marriage relationships. Come on, married people say amen. amen. Hallelujah. You need that in your life, amen, in order to keep the fire burning, right? Come on, you need some fire. Come on, in, that, in your relationship, in your marriage. It's also needed in our relationship with God as well. I gave you two ways of keeping your passion alive with God, amen, keeping that fire burning. How many remember number one? Joy. Come on, hallelujah. Joy, rejoice. Praise the Lord. Come on. You're to run the race out of joy and not obligation. Come on. You you can't just say, why are you here? I'm obligated to be here. No, your joy brought you here. Come on, somebody. So you got to run this race, church. Listen, out of joy and not out of obligation. Number two, tell who? Jesus. Come on, did you do that today? Don't don't, don't lie. (laughs) Come on, did you wake up and say, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Come on, you got to be passionate. 
And so not only do we run this race out of joy, not out of, out of obligation, but there has to be a love that we tell him every single day or even throughout the day, God, I love you. Say that with me. God, I love you. And so if you did it, now you did. And now you're not a liar. <laughs> Come on, we got to tell That's the first thing, amen. I thank him for I'm alive. There's some air in my lungs, but God, I love you. 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 I don't even say that to my wife that many times. Amen. <laughs> but I love God more than my wife. I do. Not love her. <laughs> she's my world. She's my everything. She she she's she makes me she me she makes me want to go to work for her. I go work because of her. I want I want her to be happy, but but my God. I love him so much more. I, I love God. I mean, she comes close, but I love, I love my grandkids. I love my kids. I love you guys, but God's still number one. Come on. Who's in your number one right now? See, we can, we can say we love God, but is he down to number five? Is, does he even make the top ten? Come on. We, we can say I love God just because we just say, oh, I love God. All right. But do you, do you really love God? I'm telling you, you got to love God. You got to love God. You, when you love God, you, you, you grind your teeth. I love God. <laughs> Come on. You got to tell God that you love him. You got to tell Jesus, I love you, Jesus. I, I love what you did on the cross for me. I love what surrounds me. I love my family that you gave me. I love my church that you gave me. God, I love when I wake up and I look around my house. God, I love you. God, you take care of me. God, I love you because of my health. I, I love you for, for everything that you've given in my life, everything that you've done in my life, amen. I, I love you for your faithfulness to me, even when I'm not faithful to you. God, I love you for never giving up on me when the world did, and you said, no, that's my son, and he still held on to me. I love him because he's long-suffering. I, I love him because he hung on the cross for me. I love him because of the, of the whips that he took in the back for me. God, I love you you got to fall in love with God. So you got to love him, amen? Number three. We're going to finish the next three, amen? So run out of joy and not obligation and tell God you love him every single day. Number three, that will keep your passion alive. You keep it alive by reading his word daily. Not only do you tell him I love you every day, Read his word every day. Come on, somebody. God speaks his love into our lives as we read the word, his word. As we read the Bible, amen, he speaks to you. Come on, somebody. And not only do you tell him that you love him every day, but as you read his word daily, he tells you he loves you every day. Because his word is love. Come on, somebody. God reminds us, amen, that through his word, uh, he loves you because God is a God of love. That is his character. He, that's who he is. He's a God that loves. And so as you read that, you and I are reminded of a God that loves you. Come on, as you start uh, thinking about his love, amen, then you start to think to yourself, God, uh, man, I, I love you so much. You thank him for, your, for the word, amen, and the word reminds us that you and I serve a loving God. 
He is a loving God. He is a good God. Come on, he's a good, good what? Father. He is a good God. A good father gives good gifts to his children. Come on, that's that, you got to look at him that he is a good, good father who loves me. So if you want to keep the passion alive and if you want to keep it burning, you have to long to hear his voice that is declared with his love through the reading of his word. Come on, if you don't feel the love of God, read the word of God and you'll fall back in love with God with you. He loves, he corrects, he, he, everything in there is a love story. There shouldn't be a day that we go by that we don't talk to God. Whether it's through prayer, through, through reading his word, or just simply talking to him. Right? Just talk to him. Come on, I seen Sister Sarah, she posted, and you had, you had tea with Jesus, didn't you? She had her tea thing and had two teacups. Did the other cup get empty? It did. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I told you times to go have coffee with Jesus. Have a date night with him, right? You got to spend some time with the Lord. Amen. In other words, you have to read your Bible if you want to keep the passion alive. His word is filled with promises. It's filled with hope. It's filled with love. Amen. His word is filled with wisdom that will keep you on track to your calling and your destiny. How do do I don't know what to do for God? I, I don't know what my destiny is. I don't know what my call is. Read the word of God. You read his word, he'll direct you, he'll guide you, he'll show you. Come on, his his word illuminates the path that you're supposed to walk in. It's in the word of God, amen, what you need to do, how God speaks to you. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 and 19 says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then the Christ, then Christ will make room, his, uh, make his home in your heart as you trust in him. Your roots will go down deep into God's love, and it will keep you strong. And you may have power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. That you may experience the love of God that is so great to understand fully. Then you'll be made complete with the with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. God's love is a total package. God's love is not limited. God's love comes with a whole set of things with it. Come on, right when you get married, come on, there's a package that's included. Come on, somebody. Come on, it's not about you anymore. It's about us. It's about each other. There's a package, amen, that God brings to you and I when we fall in love with God, amen. Paul here is saying that, that he, it reaches every area of our daily lives. It's, it is wide. It covers every corner of our experience with him, amen. It reaches out into the whole world. That's how wide his love is, church. It's not just right here at PCLV, amen. His love stretches over the seas. It goes into Asia. It goes into the Philippine Islands, amen. It goes all around the world. It's in China right now. His love is that wide, church. 
His love is long. Come on, it continues the length of our lives. Come on, it does not run out, amen, when you hit a certain age. Come on. Uh-oh, 60's coming, the love's running out. Hallelujah. No, it stretches, amen, the length of your whole life, amen. It's from the beginning to the end. He is the Alpha and the Omega. His love is for your whole entire life. His love is high. It reaches to the heights of your celebrations. His love is deep, amen. It reaches into the depths of discouragement, despair, and even death. And when you feel shut out, amen, or isolated, remember you can never be lost from God's love. Come on, somebody say amen. Listen, you experience that love through his word, but you got to read it. Tell your neighbor, you got to read it. Got to leave it. If a person says, ah, how does God love me? Then you don't know the word of God. And there's a lot of people out there that don't know God's word. And we are supposed to be a reflection of his word. And we share the love of God through the word that is inside of us. We share the love of God through opening the, our apps or opening up our Bible and says, right here, it says God loves you. Come on, we, we, know, we all know John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world. You're part of the world. Come on. God loves you. He doesn't want you to go to hell. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, he wants you to, 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 to reconcile. He wants you to come back to God's presence. Amen. So we keep the fire burning by what? Reading his word. Number four, number four, keeping your passion alive, give him praise and give him thanksgiving. God loves you so much and he rejoices over you with singing. Zephaniah chapter 317, amen. It says, you don't hear of him much, but he is, he he was God's prophet in the Old Testament. And he would bring God's word in judgment. But in chapter 3, he speaks of hope and knowing and resting in God's love. Zephaniah was a, was a prophet. Zephaniah was a man that would minister, amen, and he would bring judgment. He would come and bring a hard word to God's people. But then he starts to speak that, you know what, we can rest in knowing and resting in his love. In Zechariah, uh, Zech uh, Zeph uh, Zephaniah chapter 3, 7, it says this, He will take delight in you, and his love will, will no, longer uh, no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. God has given us the eyes to see the colors of this world, church. He has given us the ears to enjoy the sounds of people laughing, amen, that we can hear the music, amen, and the music will bring joy into our lives. Come on, my wife loves it when my kids, our kids, amen, are laughing in our house. It brings her great joy, especially when she hears my granddaughter laughing. She has a very unique laugh, amen, if you know Lene, amen, and it brings joy when we hear her laughing 
in, in our house, amen. We need to respond by delighting with him, amen, with his words, amen, with music of praise and gratitude. Music is a treasure chest that can carry, that carries the heart of God. Music can shift the atmosphere of a room, amen. Music can help change our perspective in the midst of our circumstances. Come on, if you're going through a season, amen, and you're in a room that's all dark and you're thinking all these things or you're going through a season of fears, once you put some music inside that room, it changes the atmosphere, amen. When you put on some music, amen, all of a sudden people start singing with it, amen. They start dancing. They start getting happy, amen. Come on, you ever been at a stop sign and someone rolls by you jamming some things, amen, all of a sudden you're like, Hey, yeah, that's pretty cool, amen. Come on, come on, music does it. It's like worship, amen. We start to sing, amen. You may come in and say, oh, man, okay, we barely made it, amen. You're still wiping your eyes and stuff, but but once the music starts, amen, and say, oh, that's my jam, amen. I, I'm going to jump on this song, amen. I'm going to do something. I'm going to the altar. Something changes inside of us. Come on, you can, you can just, it can be nothing but silence, but once music enters a room, something changes. Joy happens. Amen. Every time we gather, whether it's a, a getting together for, for Thanksgiving or, or Christmas, we, we always have music playing. Amen. And, and everyone just jumps in on it. Son, daughter, everybody just jumps into whatever song's playing. Because music does something. Can somebody say amen? Psalms 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving in his courts with praise. Listen, if you find it difficult to connect with God, if you find it difficult to keep passion alive, be reminded and start thinking about all that he's done for you. And then start praising him with a song in your heart as a declaration of his promise in the midst of your situation. Let me tell you, when I'm going through a storm, I put on some worship music. Come on, I start jamming, and his words are remind me of his love, and we start to sing those things, and we start to get happy once again, and we start to remember that God is a God of his word, amen. He's a man of his word, amen, and what he said he's going to do, he's going to do it, church. You can take it to the bank, amen. Music sometimes reminds us of the, of the glory of God, and it starts to bring forth thanksgiving and gratitude inside our hearts once again. We start to love the Lord. Can somebody say amen? Paul and Silas, they broke out in thanksgiving and sang in the midst of their midnight hour in that jail cell. Come on, they didn't complain. They didn't just say, whoa, it's me. No, they started to worship God in the midst of their disaster. You got to sometimes reflect, church, on God. Come on, if we're always just have a face like we've been sucking a lemon all day, man, you got to be reminded what God has done for you. Has he done anything in your life? Come on. Has God been good? Come on, has God been faithful? Then smile. It's okay to smile. It's okay to to give him some spies, it's okay to tell him I love you, Lord. It's okay to thank him. 
for what he's done in your life, church. Be reminded of that, church. You've got to read his word if you want to keep the passion alive. But you're going to have to give him some, some thanksgiving. You're going to have to thank him and have a good gratitude towards him. And that will keep the fire burning. Can somebody say amen? Number five, you keep the passion alive by bringing healing to others. You keep the passion alive by bringing healing to others. God heals us from our pain. I may have been healed by God. I mean, God has healed me emotionally, spiritually, physically. He has done a work inside of me. Come on, that healing inside of me, he brings healing to our pain. He brings healing into our lives. And then that we have to turn around and share with others. I love to share what God has done in my life. I love to share how God has pulled me out of a sickbed. I love to share, amen, how God has healed my broken heart. I love to share how he's restored my marriage and my home. I love to share the love of God and all the brokenness within me, amen, and how he healed me, church, and still healing me today. Come on, you got to share that with others. Come on, share what he's done, the, the, how he's healed you. It helps others in their pain. By understanding their brokenness and helping them to move past it. Come on, if God healed you in your brokenness, you can share that that God can move you from your brokenness. It helps others with their pain, church. It helps them to move on, church. You can move, you can, you can just move on and move past it and encourage them with your testimony. Amen. You can love God back by looking for opportunities to help people. When you see things and be more attentive, more, more, uh, have more discernment, amen, to our brothers and sisters, amen, to our coworkers, uh, as Sister Elizabeth was sharing, amen, to, to the, this, this, uh, this person on the job, amen, uh, you take time out to share what God has done for you. And by being his hands and be, by being his feet to those around us, church. The more you love others, the more your passion for God will grow. 1 John 3.18 says this, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. When you start to share your brokenness of your past and how God healed you and how God got you through your pain, it gives hope to others. But it also stirs passion back into you. I don't know about you, but I get excited when I start sharing about Jesus. <laughs> I do, man. It, it pumps me up, man. And, and you can't shut me up once I start talking. <laughs> I'm telling you, I just said, man, there's times and moments in my job and, and I'm sharing something to a coworker or something. And, and so I get so excited. I get so focused. But we're there to work. And man, I'm like, oh, man. We can be just get, getting into too, too, too deep right here. But, and then we got to do what we got to do. But, but that's what passion does. You get excited. You get excited when we talk about Jesus? Like this. Yes, Pastor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I get excited. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> you guys are so serious today, man. Hallelujah. You get excited? Yes. Yes. This is what he wants to hear. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 
Come on, we gotta be, you got to be excited, church. you got to be passionate. When you start to share from your past and the brokenness that he's done in your life, amen, it, it brings you, it, it helps others, and it brings you great joy back. You get excited. It brings, it does it for me, amen. I start sharing what he's done, and, and it brings that passion back inside of me. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 to 5 says, Our God is a, a merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. And when we are troubled, he will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. Come on, it's right here in the Word. What He does for us, we can do for others. Come on, somebody say amen. So if you practice these five ways of keeping the passion alive, of keeping that fire burning, amen, it will help you, amen, keep the fire burning inside of you. It will help you to run this race efficiently, amen, as you run this race out of joy and not obligation, amen, as you tell God that you love Him every single day, as you read your Word daily amen as you give him praise and thanksgiving and as you bring healing to others see the definition for passion is an intense desire of having enthusiasm for something the word enthusiasm comes from two greek words en en meaning in or within and theos meaning god passion means in God. Christ in us, church. Come on. What better understanding of the source of passion could there be than an understanding of the passion that comes from having God's presence within us? When Christ is living inside of us, there is a passion, church. There's something inside of you. You, you, cannot, you cannot be complaining when Christ is inside of you. You cannot be worried when the presence of God is inside of you. Come on, you cannot be tripping out when God is resigning inside of you, church. Come on, it, it can't take place. Amen. When Christ is there, then you know that God has everything in control. Come on, God has to be inside of us and His presence is there. There's a passion. There has to be a, a passion. Christ in us means that we're also, we're not a, uh, uh, that we don't do, uh, uh, we're not alone to keep this passion alive, amen. It's Christ in us that keeps it alive. We can't cultivate it on our own. We can't cultivate it on pure knowledge. We can't cultivate it on just reading a book, amen. It has to be Christ inside of us. He keeps the fire burning. When Christ is present, amen, he's the one that fans it in. He's the one that ignites you and I. You can, have you ever tried to manufacture passion or get excited on something that you're not? I mean, how does that look? It, it don't, amen. Are you excited? Yeah. Just like right now, are you passionate about God? Yeah. You, you cannot, you, you, you gotta, or you'll fake it. Oh yeah, I like it, dude. It's great. And you know, oh, you're lying, bro. Come on, you, you can't get excited over something you're not excited for. But when Christ is in, there's something inside of you just starts to click. Everything starts to put a God-given passion in him and that you, you're just excited. You're, you're, you're smiling. You're doing what you need to do because God is living inside of you. But the passion for the purpose of God is not something that we can manufacture within our own power. It is a supernatural thing. It has to be 
supernatural. It has to be by the Spirit of God, church. Listen, passion is the inner spark provided by the Holy Spirit. That spark ignites you and I to our God-given purpose. And we receive that power that ignites power or the passion within us, church. You have to open up your life. Allow a continual inflowing flow of the Holy Spirit. You got to ask him to fill you. God, fill me. Fill me with this passion. Fill me with this love. Ignite me, Father. You, you got you to gotta, you gotta call that in, amen. And the Holy Spirit is there to help us, amen. Remember when Jesus told his disciples when he was leaving that he was going back to the Father. And he told them, you know, I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. That he was going to send, amen, his promise. He was going to send the Holy Spirit. Come on, he's going to be there to help us. He's going to be there to ignite us. He's going to bring the passion inside of us. In Luke chapter 24, 49, it says, Now I will send you the Holy Spirit just as my Father promised, but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you or clothes you with the power from heaven. The promised gift was the Holy Spirit, church. Amen. It says that we shall receive power. Somebody say power. Power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us or fills us, church. What a powerful description of the role of the Holy Spirit that it plays in our lives, that his passion fills us, his comfort, he comforts us, he teaches us, he empowers us, amen. He also counsels us, convicts us, and intercedes for us. So I say open up, church. Open up and let them come in. And continually invite the Holy Spirit to pour passion inside of you. And as he does that, then it pours out to others. What he gives us, church, we're not supposed to contain or keep. We're supposed to pass it on. We're supposed to give it to somebody else. We're supposed to really empty ourselves to somebody else. Because why? The Holy Spirit will refill us. We get refilled as we read his word. We get refilled as we gather together. We get refilled as we're praying, as we're worshiping. We get refilled, church. As we cultivate his presence within us, it starts to live inside of us, and that passion always keeps burning inside of us. But if you're just living from Sunday to Sunday or Sunday to Wednesday or Wednesday to Sunday, then let me tell you, you're going you're, you're to you're you're end up giving up. That is a hard way to live God by, by service to service. You got to cultivate this tomorrow morning. And the first thing you got to do when you wake up is tell them what? I love you. I love you. Put, put some facial expression. I love you. I love you. Come on. Whatever you got to do. You want to do ojitos to him or whatever you want to do, do do what you want to do, amen. But love him. See, give him a kiss. Embrace him. Come on. Come on, you'll discover, see, when he pours in these, this inside of us, you've got to, you, you can't hold it in. Well, didn't Jeremiah say, you know, it's like a fire that what? 
that shut up in my bones. I, I can't just contain this as love. I, I can't just keep it for myself. I got I to gotta give this to others. I got to share this to others. Come on, others need that love, church. Others need that fire. You got to pour it out with one another, whether it's the unbeliever or the body of Christ. Listen, when you discover a life filled of a rooted passion because you are fueled by God himself, amen, this will help you get rooted deeper and deeper with God because you are rooted in the passionate love of God, amen, because we're fueled by God himself. Listen what Paul's invitation to passion, a passionate life is in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11 to 13. I'm going to read it out of the Message Bible. This is dear, uh, dear Corinthians. I'll say dear, dear <coughs> PCLV. I can tell you how much, uh, I can't tell you, I, I can't tell you how much longer for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallest you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living in them to in a small way and I'm speaking as plainly as I can with a great affection open up your lives open up your lives you got to open up your lives church Paul is telling the Corinthians that you live small because you think small open up and allow the Holy Spirit to fill your life. Come on. It's a wide open life. Come on. It's about waking up every morning and knowing the difference that you were born for this day to make a difference. Listen, church, when we see God multiply what we offer him, we see him, uh, we make ourselves not enough into more than enough. You taste the, the wide open life. Amen. Your passion keeps running in this race, continues to grow. It's what kept my wife and I going now 22 years right here in Las Vegas, amen, pastoring a church, amen, for the passion for the church. What's kept the early church working so hard by spreading the gospel, even though they saw their brothers and sisters in prison, uh, tortured, amen, uh, listen, knowing that it can happen to them as well, it was passion that kept them running, church. It was passion that kept them telling people about Jesus. Passion drives the human heart to persevere through hardships when nothing else will keep us going. Jesus' life on church, or Jesus' life here on earth was the ultimate picture of a passionate life. He embraced the children. He delighted in doing the Father's will. Amen. He healed the sick. He lost, he loved the lost. Amen. He sat with sinners and he gave it his all to this race. And when I look at the life of Jesus and his cause, I get a glimpse of the wide open life, a life that he wants to give you and I to enjoy. So I say run, church, with passion. Be driven with passion in 2023. Be excited when we come into the house of God. Be excited when you read your word. When you start to talk to the Father, be excited. Otherwise, it'll be another year. I don't know about you, but I don't want another year. I want the best year. Come on. 
We can live the best year right now, church. We don't need to wait for anything. Just fall in love with God. Be passionate about him. Come on, let that passion drive you. And it'll cause you to do things that you thought, man, I thought I'd never do that. It's the passion of Christ inside of you that drives you. And at the end of 2023, you're like, wow, what a great year it was. And not saying at the end, oh, I wish this year was over. Come on, just like we were in 2022, 21, 20. Come on. We should end the year as we start the year, church, excited. Just keep running. Keep encouraging. Come on, this is a race that we're in. Come on, keep your eyes on Jesus. Come on, when you feel like giving up, man, just look ahead. Look towards the prize. Read your word, church. Amen? Amen? Amen. I'm going to close today, man. Today, in 2023, I, I'm more passionate. I'm more full of vision, more full of faith, love, hope, and purpose. Amen? I ended last year saying, man, I'm excited for God, and I can't wait for 23. I pray that the, it may be the same for you today. Church, there's no greater thrill than running this race with our eyes fixed on Jesus. He is truly worthy of us giving our all to him. Church, let me close with Romans chapter 8, 38 to 39. I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate me from the love of God. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither fears for today or worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from the love of God. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing of all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, nothing is going to separate me from God. No, nothing's going to separate me from his love this year, church. No troubles, no tax collector, no nothing. Come on, somebody. We're going forward, amen. I'm going forward in troubles. I'm going forward in pain. I'm going forward in bad, whatever it is, I'm going forward in 2023. But we need passion. We need passion, amen. Come on, let's all stand up.